Well, I can I can discuss a lot of things with you. Let's talk about Alistair Crowley. I don't think so. He doesn't seem like the Crowley type, but I've seen his TV show, The Osbournes. So let's talk. Let's talk about possibly um, Alistair Crowley's influence on heavy metal, heavy rock bands of the '70s, and why they used a lot of his imagery in their songwriting. Okay. Uh, Led Zeppelin. Uh, Jimmy Page was a known uh, practitioner of chaos magic. So he was. He was a known practitioner of chaos magic. And did he do this like before or after he was like a young skiffle star? I think he was into Chaos Magic even when he was in the Yardbirds. How does one fall into that, especially when you're like an English guitar player that grew up in the TV? Well, if you believe in the uh, theories of uh, Chaos Magic or Black Mass, anything, any of those sorts of things, you will things to be by uh, mental projection. And... Oh, man, where is he? Where is it? So Jimmy Page is... I don't doubt He also I'm stole all his music from other other players, so that... that... I was asking, where did he find the time to do this? Because he was a kid star. He was on TV. He was like a little Wonder Kid guitar player kid. And then he was like... Then he was a teenage fucking prodigy, and then he was in the Yardbirds or whatever, before the Yardbirds or whatever the fuck he was in. And then he did, like, you know, he did records with, like, people that came over from New York and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, he was, like, a total, he, had all, he was, like, in the spotlight all the time. And then, like, you know, there's people who can argue that Led Zeppelin was actually a boy band that was, like, working in an office. About these like shit hot young musicians, like they're the original Grand Van Fleet. Yeah. So let's talk about. Um, like, uh, but here, so I'm asking, when he, when did he have time to do fucking Black Arts, or maybe he just bowed out for like a minute? It took like a half hour. He went out for a walk. Well, it's not hard to do a, a, a simple uh, ritual using the Black Arts. It doesn't really take that much time, if you think about it. It's a projection. It's um, uh, mantras. It's a, it's a lot of uh, just creating the chaos to form the world that you want to live in. And I think he was very good at that. Jimmy Page was probably one of the most uh, lesser known wizards of the, the era. Okay. So, do you think he sold his soul for these, for these accolades? Well, I don't think you have, like, to believe in chaos magic, I don't think you believe that you actually have a soul to sell. So describe chaos magic for uh, Chaos magic is the idea that everything that you do can be controlled by using as much of your mental projection into creating the world that you want to um, 
be put forth for you. Power, like, positive out, out, like power, positive thinking, but most, mostly like it's um, creating all the chaos around you using your rituals to make it happen. Like L. Ron Hubbard was a, a big practitioner of chaos magic and sex magic, and um, so was um, Mike, Mike Winky, who created the whole satanic panic of the 80s. And, and then Jimmy Page used this for financial gain, and he's not a very good guitar player, if you really think about it, because it basically steals other people's um, songs and riffs to create his own his own realm. I see. This is true. He's he's a he's a noted plagiarizer. Yeah, and no one seems to. Um, really ever call him out on it on a broader level because he's created so much chaos magic that nothing that anyone will say will ever uh, affect him. You know, I've been to a Led Zeppelin concert when I was young and everybody in the crowd was yelling, you're a fucking thief, you're a plagiarizer. That riff. And, and like all these, like they play and finish the song and they're like, boo, you stole that riff, you fucking cunt. And it was weird because he had cast a spell to where that whole crowd yelling, deep, 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 was fucking actually to his ears was, ah. You know what I mean? Like, he felt the crowd's cheers. Right. Even though they were cheers, he felt the crowd's cheers. And then that manifested. Everybody went home not even knowing that they didn't just cheer their fucking souls out and enjoyed every moment of it. Yeah, that's crazy. As soon as they left, they left all that negative energy in the sports arena for, you know, for the hockey team to fucking stoke up the next night and beat the shit out of each other with. So, Aleister Crowley was known as the most wickedest man on earth during his time as when he was at the height of his, um, Magical powers. Was and, there posters and shit that like said that? Or did he have like, you know, he's like, oh, I'm the wickedest man on earth. It was very much written in the um, English newspapers. In the papers and stuff? He was like in the papers? Yeah, he had the papers to prove Wait it. Wait a minute. Did he do that? Well, he's creating his own chaos magic, so he might have propelled the idea that he is the most wicked man on earth and then the newspapers manifested it for him so he's like sending out press releases all hey I'm a fucking crazy Satan man yes and then he's creating his own chaos because everybody goes watch out for the Satan man he's a crazy Satan man so do you think it's really easy to get um, Christians riled up so alright I was going to actually say this. This is this. Yes, you can. I can. Are you a Christian? Yes. Fuck you. Whoa! I'm riled up. You just riled. You just riled me up. You just got me riled up. It's all a lie. Gay people are fucking beautiful. You need to fucking remember that. So you get riled up. I'm riled up now. I can't. I can't take this. I can't take this. That's how you get fucking Christians riled up. Just let them know the truth. 
But if you use their own beliefs against them by saying that I'm going to conjure the devil, and then they're like, oh, you better not. That's too dangerous. And then you're not really conjuring shit. You're just like, <laughs> this it legitimizes that whole. Because the thing is, is like, you believe in crazy mystic bullshit. Like, I do. Yes. Ether, ether, and like this like network of like prayer, like like this communication, God, internet of like if I just this is a certain way. Like when I'm talking to my friends about football and pussy. It's fucking one thing, but when I'm talking to God, that's a different network. I'm speaking on a different landline. You know, this landline goes to heaven. And, like, that preposterous bullshit, like, you know, the you and your type belief. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. That's got me riled up. Oh, what I was saying, but, like, so God, like, you know, the story of the blues guy, like Jimmy Page or whatever, selling them souls to the devil. Robert Johnson at the crossroads. Any any proper blues person that has heard the story of Robert Johnson has probably considered going to the crossroads. I've been there. You've I've been, been to the crossroads. And Did I sell my soul to the devil? Maybe, maybe not. You're the, you're the Christian. Um, I would say that you probably, you probably thought twice. You probably had like some, like, you know, you had to send that contract to the lawyers. You know, you know, every, make everything, make sure everything's up on the up and up. You're gonna, how much of the back end on that deal are you gonna get? You know what I mean? Like the percentage points. You, you got to hit the percentage points to make this deal work. I also have to believe in myself to put currency into my soul. Right. Yes. And so, like, what if Bussy? So it's it's that's that was the thing where the devil was like, or whatever that person was, um, was like, if you if you don't love yourself, how the hell are you gonna love somebody else? And if you can't love somebody else and you can't love yourself, what is your soul worth? And then I'm like, well, I'm selling my soul to you. And they're like, it's not worth shit. So you might as well take your soul to a pawn shop. And check it out. He offered me, they offered me, told me that Phil Collins can't fucking sing or talk or stand up anymore. And I said, I can have Phil Collins leftovers. (laughs) That's That's some chaos magic. That's chaos magic. That's chaos magic. You want Phil... Collins leftovers, and you're throwing that out into the ether, and we'll see what sticks. I didn't take it. You'd rather <laughs> not have Phil Collins leftovers. Well, I'm just going to throw this out into the ether. I want all the people to listen to our podcast to be woke. Let's wake them up right now. Hey! Hey, wake up. Hey, wake up. Everything you know is wrong. Everything that you know that is wrong is actually right. Everything that you think is right is wrong. Something else made it it right first. The real conspiracy is that there is no conspiracy. The real conspiracy is that there, yeah, is, is just all you gotta do is look back 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 
30 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, and you'll see the same arguments, the same horseshit, the same political scares and environmental scares and religious scares and uh, xenophobia is the same, you know, it might have a different color this time around. So, do you think since Christianity is the most prevalent religion on earth, they're the best practitioners of chaos magic? But Christianity is not the most prevalent. It, well, maybe on in the United States. To the humans that matter. Let's just put that out there, right? Yeah, look, it's a thinly veiled slight of hand there. Yeah, to the humans that matter, yes, Christianity is number one and one, bro. And they create the most chaos. They will all of their um, ideology into existence. Therefore, they have the most cultural manipulative power. They're which trying is, to like, yeah, which is creating so like, much chaos. The book and they're, they're like, they're trying to live the book. You know, it'd be like, it, like when a young kid wants to pretend to act like Colton Caulfield or something, or or like. When you get to be about 27 to 30 and you start thinking, oh, I'm going to live like Charles Bukowski. And, like, you start living like that book. And the Christians want to live like that book. But they fuck it all up because they can't read. Because they're afraid that people that aren't white males are going to learn how to read. So, kind of fucked up. So, are we still talking about the flatters, or are we all, are we talking about Alistair Crowley? We're talking about Alistair Crowley, but the the flatters actually plays into the whole ideology of chaos magic and Alistair Crowley's belief that do what thou wilt. Yeah, that's the whole of the law, right? The, the, the whole the book of the law, yeah, the whole of the law. Do what thou wilt. I believe in that. I do what I want. Can't tell me what to do. I'll do what I want. Earth's flat. Yeah, that's, just, that's just free will. I mean, like the Rush song, you know, you, if you choose not to decide, you you still have made a choice. And, you know, and uh, uh, just like free will, like when you are guided by God or you are probably... We don't want to. We don't want to take away from the actual horrors of, of real chattel slavery and the history of this country. But if you do believe in God and you follow God's law, you are a slave. I'm a slave. Right. Oh yeah. And like, I just don't want to. I don't want to like diminish the word whatsoever. Or even, you know, I mean, because some, one thing is completely real and the other thing is just... Well, I'm going to leave you with this. Stupid people. Though. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old oh, serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a real upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till oh, a thousand really? years should be fulfilled and after that he must be loosened a little season 
And I saw the thrones they set upon them, and the judgment was given unto them, and I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus. So they beheaded fools. They beheaded these guys. Which guys they beheaded? The uh, fucking the, devil? The, 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 the devil guys. The devil peoples. The people that were... Because like, when Jesus died, like all the souls that had died before popped up out of the fucking earth immediately. Yeah. When there's no more room and in hell, the dead side of resurrected. Nobody mentions that the fucking whole of the entire. So, like, he was just like one of everybody. That guy, and why does he get a special day? When everybody was resurrected when Jesus died. Yeah. I think it's more of a personal thing where, like, Jesus died for my sins. This time it's personal. And this time it's personal. And I'm like, dude, I never asked you to do that shit for me, but I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, I see. You can't be like, so, I don't want to be bored. I didn't want to be bored. I had better things to do. You're not even my real father. You're not even my real heavenly father. <laughs> exactly. I didn't ask to be bored. And like, I know. And it literally is this unique accident where, like, guided, eventually, like, billions and billions of years, and we end up, like, sort of, like, we created this RL prison where, like, the things that we as humans have created is too big for us to maintain. And one of the things that we created to keep us from doing that was God. <laughs> and like, and Bigfoot. Like, Bigfoot and God and, and the Loch Ness Monster, they live on the flat earth, but Yeti, um, the Balmetal Snowman, he lives on high above everything else in the mountains where he can see looking out with his uh, yeti eyes the curvature of our existence possibly yeah so um I gotta stop this podcast. This is terrible. Okay, bye.